TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, final hour here on a Thursday. John Dickinson and Alan Stiles in for Damon and Ratto. And now it's time to catch up with... Warriors head coach Steve Kerr brought to you by Xfinity. Stay connected, protected, and entertained. Also brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com slash holidays for your chance to win $1,000 toward a nonstop flight from SFO today. Coach, uh, I'm sure being at home for the holidays and getting a win over the Grizzlies and a couple of wins this week is made for a nice Christmas holiday week. But uh, I got to ask you right off the top, you, how's it been otherwise? You get any, any fun gifts this this Sunday, this Christmas? <laughs> uh, not really. Kind of kind of beyond that stage at this point in my life. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm good with just... Uh, a win so a win on christmas day was was awesome and really i mean how how nice is it to be home for the holidays i know you've said in the past that eight games can be a little long you're you're not quite to that point yet but but when you see the schedule and and you're flying home and you got a couple of days to lead up to it and then home for the holidays that that's always a, a nice thing isn't it for a for for a team oh yeah especially coming off that trip that we were on you know 10 days on the road and obviously it was a it was a struggle, you know, just um one and five and I think we we landed at three thirty in the morning uh when we came back from New York. So that that trip was a haul. So to to turn it around, you know, get home, win some games, be with the family, um, I think everybody's feeling a lot better about things now. Steve, just like you said, you know, that trip was tough for a number of reasons. But one thing that did come from that trip is the young guys got a decent amount of playing time. And now they're starting to they're starting to play well these last couple of games. Do you think that maybe what happened during that trip could be part of the fruits of the labor now in this homestand and the, the young guys starting to understand what the team needs from them in order to get these W's? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the opportunity that comes with uh, the injuries to some of the key guys means that uh, you know the, the the young guys are gonna they're gonna have a chance to grow, and I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, that always comes with growing pains. You know, there's there's just gonna be um, tough nights like the two in New York, and and nothing is ever. Uh, you know, easy or linear. It just you're going to have some ups and downs. But um, the, the guys need reps, and and when you see J.K. starting to you know to really become a, a an excellent defender and a, a guy with a, a real role on our team, and then you see our you know our two way guys seizing the opportunity, playing so well, Ty and, and Anthony, um, and, and and just overall the team kind of you know gelling and starting to to gut out some wins it's just great it's a great sign you can just feel things starting to shift coach uh patrick baldwin mentioned last night post game that that he thought for him and even some of the other guys the the second half in brooklyn as ugly as that first half was but you guys were, were competitive in the second half and the young guys really got a chance to all play and play together in that second half in brooklyn he thought that really helped him and and helped the group just get more comfortable and and feeling like they belong and can do some things on on an NBA floor together. Do you think there's been a a help from from the end of that game that's maybe carried over a little bit for for the guys in these last three since you've been home? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think, you know, we always tell the players that, you know, there's no such thing as garbage minutes. I mean, every minute is an opportunity for a young guy. And um, the, the previous night at, at the Garden in New York, it was a really rough go in the fourth quarter for our, our young group. And uh, the next night in Brooklyn, you know, we're getting blown out, but those guys come in and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, 20 points off the lead and they're knocking down shots and yeah, they're getting some confidence. I mean, that, that stuff carries over. And, uh, I think you saw that last night with Patrick. I thought the game shifted with, uh, you know, with his three point shooting. Steve, we've been, we've been debating this all show long. And the question is this, coach. Does it feel like your team is starting to turn the corner? I'm, I think me and JD are both of the mindset that you're, you're starting to, but you're not really ripping around it yet. Do you feel like your team is starting to turn the corner? And if not, what more do you need to see from them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, until we win on the road, it's tough to say we've turned a corner. But I, I will say that last night's game uh, and the night before against Charlotte, it, it just felt different it felt like we you know we had to to really gut those games out and and we were doing things uh that we were making winning plays you know one of the things that happened last night we we had a couple of fouls that we uh used kind of late fourth quarter and they weren't you know we weren't automatically giving them but we were forced into them uh because of what was happening on the floor but we weren't in the bonus yet and so it was just side out of bounds. And, I mean, you guys know this, for most of the season, those fouls are free throws because we're fouling so much early in the period. Now now teams are getting free throws every time there's a foul. So just that alone, for me, um, makes a huge difference. You know, d- defending without fouling leads to better control of the game, and then it allows you to be a little more aggressive defensively, you know, late in the games. And, and that's, that's something that happened last night. So there's definitely been a lot of growth. How valuable is, has Ty Jerome and, and Anthony Lamb been, and, and, and just how impressive is it for a, a team to, to get so much out of, out of two-way players and, and being ready and, and, and making an impact? Yeah, those guys are really good. I mean, you know, Ty has been in the league for a few years now. He's he's rock solid. Anthony's a four year college player and and uh, had a, a great year in the in the G League last season. Um, so both guys have a good feel for the game and and have you know been through some stuff. They've got some experience and and they they just uh, they 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 know how to win. So they've been great contributors for us this year and with the injuries now we're really we're really keen on them and, and counting on them it, it probably too early to worry about it but there is the the, the 50 game limit on, on those guys and the and the playoff eligibility and and maybe if you're healthier it's it's less of a problem but uh i mean could they could they force a, a difficult decision i mean you you guys have had to convert guys in the past and it's it's really helped you yeah, I mean, I'd love to have both those guys on our roster. Uh, it, it's just, you know, right now it's it's uh, it's not um, conceivable. We we you know we do have one roster spot left, but we're kind of hanging on to that, and we'll see where it all goes. So, uh, you know, as this plays out, it's possible both of them could end up on the roster, but um, we just have to see how it plays out. I know both of them are worthy of of spots for sure. Coach, this is the longest stretch you've played without Wiggins since acquiring him. Have you learned anything more about what he means to the team, uh, you know, in the process of, you know, trying and struggling at times to to stay competitive, specifically on the defensive end without him? Well, I'm not sure that I've learned anything that I didn't already know. I mean, when we got him three years ago, it was we, we were in such desperate need of, of athletic big wings to, to guard. And, um, Andrew's been so good defensively uh, throughout the playoffs last year. He was one of our key guys, just guarding you know every uh, opponent star perimeter player. And, and um, so when he went down, I knew you know we were, we were going to miss that. Uh, but it's it's emphasized when you're going you know night after night on a road trip and you're facing you know these these great players, whether it's you know Halliburton or or you know, Brunson or Kevin Durant or, you know, you just, from one city to the next, you you know, you got Giannis, you've got Chris Middleton. Uh, you're just dealing with all these stars, and, and that's where it, it's really exposed. Just, you know, Wiggs' absence is, is really felt. 
Warriors head coach Steve Kerr joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I want to ask you about Clay Thompson and, and go back a little bit to the early part of November. And I, I think you had said at one point in a press conference, Clay probably wouldn't play in, in back-to-backs at any point. And then I think you got asked about it toward the end of November, maybe three or four weeks later. And you had said, hey, it's possible, obviously up to the training staff, but uh, training staff, but the, the, it kind of changed. And I'm curious, did, did the shift come from the training staff or was there maybe a scenario where, where Clay Thompson kind of came in and said, hey, I, I want that option to at least be available to me at some point, even if it doesn't necessarily come to fruition? No, that, that came from the training staff. You know, I mean, Clay wants to play every game. It's just a question of whether, you know, whether it's possible um, for him to do that. And that's up to the training staff. So, um, you know, Rick Celebrini told me, he said, you know, that it's, it is a possibility that, uh, that Clay could get there at some point. But, um, you know, we don't feel comfortable doing that just yet. Coach, where would this team be without Dante DiVincenzo? You know, he was he missed some games early, and I was talking to JD about this. He's a guy who, in two back-to-back games, he was almost two completely different players in the most positive way possible because he knew, okay, Clay's heating up a bit. You know, uh, a couple nights ago, I have to be a distributor, and then last night, okay, Clay's out. I have to be a scorer of the basketball. His his ability to evolve into whatever the team seems to need. How important has that been, and, and how important has he been for the squad? Yeah, Dante's been great. Uh, you know, he had the uh, early season hamstring injury that kept him out of seven or eight games, and and that kind of slowed his progression and his uh, you know, integration into the team. And uh, I just felt like. Um, you know, once he came back and, and started to get a rhythm, and then with the injuries that we had, he started playing, you know, 30, 35 minutes. Last night, I think, 38 or 39. And that allowed him to to, uh, to really kind of let loose and um, and get more aggressive. And I think he's found his stride now. He's uh, I love Dante. He's a competitor. He's, he's uh, tough on the ball defensively. He's a playmaker offensively who can knock down shots but also you know be a secondary ball handler and pick and roll so uh, Dante's a winner he's um, he's tough and gritty and uh, the guys love playing with him Steve I, I want to go back to uh, just the young guys and and their ability to to become better role players right we, we always have this conversation about the the high end ceiling for all of them and and what their careers can ultimately be, but then right now what you guys are basically asking them to do is be role players on a on a championship team. Is the last three games sort of what you guys envisioned it might look like at the beginning of the year, and and maybe what's changed from the beginning as far as that's led you to this point where where you're getting more out of them when you really need to get more out of them because you're banged up. Yeah, I think, you know, what was interesting about the beginning of the year is we knew who our top six guys were, and then we didn't really know how the pieces would fit after that and uh, and who was going to play. You know, we had a lot of young guys uh, and, and a couple of new guys, and, uh, you know, the combinations are everything in this sport, and and we had to figure out which which five guys fit together and which didn't, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, it's it's shaking out now pretty well, you know, um, despite the fact that we've got injuries, um, or maybe because of the fact we've got injuries, we're really getting a chance to see, you know, the whole roster, and and but we're we're, we're getting an idea of, of who we who we can count on and coming off the bench and what combinations we can play. Yeah, and one of the great aspects of, of the Warrior fan base is how excited they are about everybody, the, the superstar players and the championship guys, but also the young players. And, you know, the question that we get all the time, and I get it a lot on the on the post-game show, is, you know, you want this guy to play more, you know, Patrick has a game like he did last night. You want, you want him to play more. And, and Kaminga's obviously played better, and Wiseman's gotten a little bit of run. As you get healthier... How how do you formulate and and just kind of explain to the fan just how you formulate a, a rotation plan uh, for on a given night when you're healthy, right? You know the, the guys that are going to play a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. but h- how do you sort of pick and choose between, let's say, nine or ten, and and how you break it down? 
Yeah, well, we uh, we we map it out every night and then sort of use that as a you know rough draft. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to follow the script, but we kind of map it out to to try to get to certain combinations that we think will work. And then, of course, stuff always happens. You know, um, foul trouble or injuries or you know maybe uh, you know something that's happening on the floor isn't. Uh, you know, it's, it isn't working out well, and you need to add a shooter or you know add a big guy, whatever it is. So, um, all that stuff is mapped out beforehand, and then and then you you kind of improvise um, as you go during the game. Coach, last time I was on this show with you as a guest with Damon, the talk of the town were, was the discontinued dribbles, and we had a nice conversation <laughs> about that. I've noticed, you know, for, for Jordan Poole specifically, I haven't seen as many calls, and I was just curious, is that something that he's been working on or or the team in general, just in terms of, hey, if they're going to call this a bit differently, we have to we have to change some things. Right. Well, I think the, the ones he was called for early on when they when they really made an um you know an emphasis on that rule to be to be fair they were pretty egregious you know <laughs> watching them on on film and yeah. uh, when you watch a game you, you know you, you can you can watch uh, almost everybody carries the ball um to me what the league is, is cracking down on is the uh, the really egregious ones and so i think jordan has made the adjustment and uh, he hasn't been called for one now in a while um, and and I think that's that's the idea. I mean, it's just they're they're just trying to uh, to take away the 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 really bad ones. And um, but it's it's you know it's different. Every crew is a little different. Every officiating crew kind of has a you know their own tendencies, and you have to know what what those tendencies are um, when you go into a game. Steve, what what's clicked for for Jonathan Kaminga as far as just defense and energy and I mean, did you as a as a staff try and maybe simplify the the role for Kaminga? Because I mean, I go back to the the Charlotte game a couple nights ago, and it it felt just watching almost as if he was he was willing you guys to the win, which was like wow, kind kind of a moment with the rebound and the the pull up and and you know the dunk and and, and everything else, the defense, the rip away on on PJ Washington there uh, in the corner. W- what do you think has clicked? And and have you guys maybe asked him to do different things, or is he doing more of what you've always kind of asked him to do? Well, I, I think number one, he's been he's been really good defensively. Um, we've uh, we've challenged him with that, and uh, he's worked hard at it. And then I think honestly, what happened was he he realized that's that's his ticket to, to playing time. Um, you know, he, he um, he's he's like all young players. He he wants to score. He wants to you know become a, a, you know a high scoring wing, and and he's got that potential. Um, but it's not what we need from him right now and it's not something that uh, you know we're we're really looking to uh for him to do because uh, you know we got a we've got a, a, an established team a championship team um we know how we want to play so you know if you if uh, JK wants to get on the floor it's got to be at the defensive end and and um he's doing a, a really good job of recognizing that and and following suit Coach, we watched James Wiseman in that in that Grizzlies game, and even though it was limited time, he was really affecting shots and affecting the game. How, how would you say he's coming along, and how would you evaluate his play as of late? Yeah, James has been good. You know, his uh, stint in the G League was really effective. Uh, wasn't just the seven or eight games; it was uh, more importantly the um, the three weeks of practice. You know, in the G League, you, you really only play two games a week. He got about three or four good practices, and I thought Seth Cooper and, and his staff did a great job of really, you know, giving uh, James the, the reps that he needed that we that we can't give him up here because of just the you know the number of games that we play. And uh, and James did a great job of absorbing that, and then and it's translating now to the to the to the game. I think he's getting a lot better defensively. It's exciting. Steve, just quick couple of just injury updates as as far as just uh, Andrew Wiggins goes and and Steph is is Steph doing anything yet as far as you know just any kind of little basketball activities? I know he said he hadn't picked up a ball. I know you guys have a date coming where you're going to reevaluate and all that. But is Steph doing anything? And and do you think Wiggins is he officially out for tomorrow? 
uh, and what's his status kind of leading toward maybe Monday? Yeah, so we were targeting uh, last night's game for Wiggs, um, and then he he uh, came down ill a few days ago. So, um, you know, he was healthy enough to play uh, from the injury, but then, then uh, the sickness kept him out. So hopefully, um, you know, a couple of good days of workouts and scrimmages, and, and he'll be ready to go. Uh, and then... Um, Let's see. Who else did you ask about? Steph. Yeah. Steph has been. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff on the court. So um, he's getting a lot of good work in. He's really coming along well, and everything is is progressing. All right, Steve. Great stuff. Uh, I really appreciate the time as as always. And uh, guys will be back next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, happy New Year to you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you down the road. All right. Happy New Year, Steve. All right, Steve All right. Kerr, head coach of the Warriors, joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, Steph, Steph's been doing stuff. Steph is doing that's, stuff. That's a little bit of news. Yeah, Steph is doing stuff. I mean, the the I, I really love what he was saying in, in, about the, the two-way players and how their roles have, you know, kind of shifted and how they've been up to the task. I mean, J.D., it is really tough to not say that they turned the corner yet, but I agree with him, and that's how we started this. There, there, there's versions of the corner. This is a... This is a piece of the corner but ultimately you got to do this stuff on the road for 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 you to feel like these guys are really moving in the right direction yeah and, and I, again i i still maintain you got to keep doing it at home right and, you know especially if you're going to be shorthanded and uh steve didn't really he gave a he gave, he gave us a little something on staff mm-hmm. uh not as much on wiggins I, I, so we're waiting for the i think the official injury report's going to come out in about 10 minutes so mm-hmm. we'll get We'll get the update via the official channel. Uh, there you as, go. As far as one the, for two is pretty good. As, as far as Wiggins go, but no, that's big because Steph had said what a week or so ago that he hadn't even picked up a, a ball yet mm-hmm. when he was on the TNT. So that would have been, I guess, nine days ago. That was during the Knicks game, which was on, which was a TNT game, and he was on with that broadcast. So that was eight nine nights ago, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, I know what the reevaluation point I think is coming a week from Saturday on on the seventh. Yeah. So I mean, if if he's starting to do stuff, I think that's certainly a it's certainly a positive sign. Do you think that he'll wear anything on his shoulder when he plays? Good question. I, yeah, I don't know. Something to, something to keep it from maybe popping out. Yeah, I'm always down for you know masked LeBron or mask whoever. So, so you're just saying from an aesthetics exactly, point of view. Well, if we can get like you want to see like something coming shoulder, through the jersey, yeah, shoulder guard Curry or something like that, and then he's gonna get on a stretch where he's just on fire, like a sleeve. Yeah, sleeve Curry, <laughs> sleeve Curry, sleeve Steph went crazy, dude. Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Has there ever been? I'm trying to think. Was there ever a point like he never wore a headband or anything? Did he, he did? Didn't he? Didn't he have a little stint of Early in his career, though, right? No, I think it was a random. It was a random. It might have been the year. Was it? Was it the Portland year? Like, did he wear a headband and then rip it off and go like the year that he something like that? He definitely wore a headband at some point. Man, I. Just, I mean, there are people I'm sure out there that know that. Like, I know the Warriors schedule. Or like, he definitely wore one in the All Star game, but I'm not counting that. Okay. Yeah. No. It's just I. I know he has at different points, but I want to say there was a time where he just he ripped it off and then he. Maybe that Portland game in 2016 in the playoffs. An initial Google search does not have any pictures of Steph with a headband. They have Steph at the All Star game, and they have without Seth. a head without a headband. They have Seth with a headband. Seth with a headband. Steph at the All Star game, but no Steph. Oh, I see one with Steph and cornrows and a headband. Okay, so do that, we know, do that we know was what, Do we know what era that was? That was. Let's see here. That's in the last five or six years. That right? was in twenty. It was. It was twenty twenty. He had long hair in twenty twenty. It was oh, before okay. everything went down and they didn't go to the bubble. That's what it oh, was. Man, okay. Yeah, it was a weird time for Warriors. That is that is, Warriors fans. That, those are some some games that I've omitted. <laughs> right. Those are some scheduled dates. Yeah, I've, that's what it was. I knew. I knew it was okay. somewhat recent. He had more Rose. recently than I thought. Yeah. I mean, hell. Yeah. There you go. Okay. With the headband. Sense. Okay. That wasn't like the time, like this was, because he only played one game in 2020 before everything shut down. Remember, he he had the injury, right? and then he came back for one game, and then remember there was the game where people thought he had COVID, Right, and he didn't. Maybe, you know what? But I think he missed it, was it the being year, ill, and then like five days later, everything was done. I think it was the year where they lost to the Grizzlies in the play-in. Okay, so, 20, so the next year. Yeah, eh, I think it was that enough. year. 5-1-0 yeah. is chiming in, but Pad Curry, that was a thing, yeah. you know, but Pad Curry. So now we'll have 
shoulder, you know, sleeve stuff coming your way. All right. Good stuff there. But good news if he's already on the court a mm-hmm. little bit. That's that's very good news because, again, we always talk about, oh, we're reevaluated. Well, that doesn't mean he's coming back. Well, right. it could mean he's a little closer to coming back, though, than, you know, two weeks away from being two weeks away. There you go. Which is uh, good news for Warriors fans. Our thanks to Steve Kerr, uh, John Dickinson, and Alan Stiles here on, on 95.7 The Game for uh, all the best content. You can head to YouTube, search 95.7 The Game, and click subscribe. You'll hear and see, more importantly, all of our shows live, the best interviews, the most interesting segments, behind-the-scenes content from the Warriors, and more. It's all on the 95.7 The Game YouTube page, so subscribe now. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, final segment. As we're here till 6 o'clock, John Dickinson and Alan Stiles. Final show of the year from my guy, Alan Stiles. That's right. I got to unload. I got to unload it. So, yeah, whatever you got left on your sheet, uh, let... You know, let, let it fly, it fly here baby. in the next 20 minutes or so <laughs> before we uh, get out of here. Uh, we did get a text message what, from the 925 said, Hey, guys, can you ask Coach Kerr about Andre Iguodala? And the answer is no. I mean, we could. <laughs> but the answer is no, we're not going to. And, and here's the reason why we're not going to. This is Steve Kerr from a couple of weeks ago with Damon and Ratto. He's going to play at some point, but we just don't have a date. I mean, the, the whole point is we just want him healthy in the playoffs. And uh, he's he's working every day with our training staff. He's getting shots up. So the answer is yes. Just stop asking, and at some point he'll be back out on the floor, and then we can talk about him then. Yeah, and Ray, Ray Ratto had said, hey, dude, should we you know, stop asking? And yeah, yeah, just there stop asking. So they, but, that, but that lives now until Iguodala's back. So anytime, it should just permanently live on every every show soundboard over here next to the mic that can be played that just you know, anytime anybody asks about Iguodala you can just drop that in from time to time we should put it in like a promo he'll play when he plays he'll play when he plays and don't expect it soon and as we talked about a little bit yesterday I think they they felt they wore him out last year yeah you know, they didn't get anything from him really in the playoffs because he was so good at at the beginning uh, of the season, so yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff from from Steve Kerr, uh, including a little bit of a little bit of breaking news, maybe uh, as far as you know, Steph being able to do some court work, mm-hmm. which is a, a step toward being able to make a return. I mean, he's been dancing around on the sideline and coaching guys up to a point. I mean, he ra- raised his arms. I think you you mentioned somebody yeah. had said, hey, he raised his arms during the game in, in celebration mm-hmm. here over these last three days. So, uh, you know, why can't he get back out there? Well, apparently he's he's getting back out there and, and starting to, to get a little bit of work in. Obviously, the Warriors not having a practice today, and practices are pretty, pretty limited and light with so many games going on right now. But uh, all in all, that's... That's a very good sign, I think, for somebody that now is going to be reevaluated officially, uh, what, nine days from, from today. Well, and I wouldn't say that it 
changes things, but I do think we are to the point where it keeps an eye, you keep an eye on it, and I and I think that JD over this road trip they might get to the point where you start looking at okay how long they and they they do this every year with injuries how long can we survive without Steph so the longer we can survive the healthier he feels so you don't have to rush him back so it, really you don't want to see Steph back as soon as possible in a weird way you don't because that probably means that the Warriors feel like they need him no, right well there's some light at the end of the tunnel though I think it, exactly good, no, I but agree it, but yeah. it doesn't change what this team has to continue to do mm-hmm. to prove that they've turned the corner like in the that, interim in yeah. the interim which is win games like the year yeah. 18 and 18 and I know Steve Kerr brought up I think that the obvious point but it's important the fact that they haven't done it on the road so that's his barometer mm-hmm. can't say we've turned the corner till we do it on the road well they can't do it on the road for another what two weeks mm-hmm. i guess from tomorrow's the next road they starting to but to me the one thing they can do is make sure that we're not a couple of days from now uh, or five days from now talking about oh they're three and two on the homestand and they're mm-hmm. 18 and 20 again and the young players didn't play you know well and they don't have enough and you know wiggins isn't back and by the way just on on that note uh, the injury report for tomorrow's game has been officially dropped uh and andrew wiggins is officially out uh with the non non-covid illness uh for tomorrow i know coach Kerr had mentioned he was doubtful last night really said the same thing echoed that with us here but andrew wiggins is out steph curry's out Jamichael Green remains out uh, with what the Warriors are now calling a right lower leg infection. So that's a little bit of a different uh, different deal than he had been categorized as before. And That then, doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great. Uh, and then Iguodala, he, he had been previously health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Jamichael Green out and yeah, Curry, Wiggins, Jamichael Green, Iguodala out, Dante DiVincenzo and Draymond Green uh, right knee soreness for Dante, right foot soreness for Draymond are both probable for tomorrow. So that means they'll be out. They're in. Yeah. They're in, and the Warriors have, have needed them to be in to, to this point uh, to help them win uh, some of these games. As far as uh, looking at uh, Portland, no no Gary Payton is second tomorrow, obviously still. Nurkic is probable. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy on, on their injury report. Justice Winslow's got a ankle sprain. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one, and I and I know you're going to break it down even more so tomorrow, JD. But this is going to be a tough game for the Warriors. And look, you really need Divincenzo out there. You don't have Divincenzo out there for those guards. That'd be a long night. That'd be a long night. Specifically, you know, Dame. I know it's in San Francisco now, but Dame normally plays the Warriors pretty tough. Yeah, he loves coming back. He to loves the it. He loves it. He's got his fam in the building and his Modelo commercial, all those types of things. So Dame's going to be ready. And and again, Anthony Simons. When we talk about the we talk about the Jordan Poole deal. Anthony Simons is another guy in that in that group of the young up-and-comers that who's going to be the biggest star from this group? I say Anthony Simons, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. So I need Jordan Poole to continue doing what he's doing and take it personally. I, I want Jordan Poole to say, look, I know you got your money just like I got my money, but I got my money for this reason. You're on my home court. And I know Jordan Poole is going to come with that energy, and he's going to need to because – you're going to need offense. You're going to need offense and you're going to need you're going to need to find a way to slow down these guards and if Nurkic plays, I mean like I said, Laurie Markkinen, they're different players, but Laurie Markkinen was giving the Warriors buckets yesterday. Now luckily, nobody else was really giving them buckets. Clarkson kind of did his thing, but there was really no other offense. Colin Sexton I think had 11, but another guy that we haven't talked about JD from the Blazers, Jeremy Grant. He's a guy who it has been a bit of a, an aberration, you might say, offensively this year for the Blazers. Damian Lillard has missed some time, so that has helped. So that's another guy that the Warriors, if you sleep on him as well, that's where he makes his money because everybody's so worried about their big three, if you will, and Dame, Simons, and Nurkic that Grant's been kind of doing his thing. So it's going to be a tall task for the Warriors tomorrow. It is. And and look, this is the, what, the second best team that the Warriors have faced right. on the, on the mm-hmm. homestand. I know basically they've had the same record as as uh, Utah to mm-hmm. this point. And both those teams got off to really hot starts. I think they were both 10-4, and 12-4, and four, something like that, mm-hmm. have dipped since then, but still remained north of of the 500 line which right. has been something that has been really difficult for the warriors 
to do themselves with with all of the injuries and the the up and down play that that, that they've had to this point. So yeah, that, that's a tough game. And and you know, I keep coming back to and the question of the day is. You know, have the Warriors turned the corner? And 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 look, I mean, I don't think they're going to go eight zero. I'm not saying they can't go eight zero, but I think you know that's a game. If they are going to lose one or two, that's that's one that 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 you might not have in Steph and and, and not have in Wiggins. But we'll see. Uh, you know how the Warriors are, are able to come out and 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 hang on, and and we'll see. I mean, that could be a that could be uh, you know one of these. Games that eventually matters for a tiebreaker down the line too. If if everything remains jumbled up, I, th- I think the best version of the Warriors though is still much better than the best version of the Blazers. We just haven't seen that best version of the Warriors yet. No, and obviously the Warriors are going to be you know shorthanded. Portland's better than I thought though. Like I I thought Portland was I thought Portland was bottom five in the West mm. to be honest. And and look, I know bottom five is basically the only teams that don't make the the play in. But right. I, I thought they had a great shot at being one of the odd teams out. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm looking here at this, at at what the Warriors still have coming up, and basically, J.D., this is between this game and the Suns game, I'm okay with the Warriors losing one of them. So I don't think they should lose both because I don't think the Suns are playing that well, and I think the Blazers, for their their hot start, I think they are beatable. And the Warriors just need dubs, so I'm, I'm just trying to be optimistic here. So you got the Blazers and the Hawks and the Pistons of the Magic and the Suns. You Hawks, Pistons, Magic, no excuses. You have to win those games. I don't necessarily expect you to win both games against the Blazers and the Suns, but you got to get one of them. It's you're still on your home court. To me, you cannot lose both of those games. You can't lose the game besides the the Grizzlies game, and I'm not necessarily calling it an aberration, but they do. You know, it was Christmas. There were a lot of uh, a lot going on. Besides that, you can't lose out of the last five games. You can't lose both to the two best teams out of those five. Yeah, I mean, look for for me, it's it's a matter of I mean, coming into this thing, I think you would have said that. The Grizzlies and the Suns, and look, the Suns' path has changed because we didn't know Booker was going to be out right. for for the next four weeks and, and out for that game for sure. We didn't know that, but coming into the the homestand, I think you would have said, "All right, Memphis and Phoenix, first game and the last game, like those are those are the toughest games on the schedule." And then there's probably three games that are that are middle of the pack games, mm-hmm. which would be Utah, Portland, and Atlanta. Although now Atlanta is kind of you know what they got a lot of turmoil and and may not have Trey Young and and so that game gets kicked into in a Bizarre. different category yeah but th- that's the next tier let's say if the if the Memphis and Phoenix were initially the top tier Phoenix maybe not as good as we thought they would be Atlanta now maybe not quite as good at Portland and and Utah middle of the pack and then and then Charlotte Detroit and uh what Charlotte Detroit and Orlando Orlando are the, are the three that that coming in you got to get you have to have them and, you know so the worst case scenario would be you know three and five but those are the three that you win you, know, you hopefully you'd at least on paper you'd win but I think the the scenario that you would want would be you win all three of those you take you know two of the other three in that next tier and then and then split split the other ones and you get to get to six and two I, I think six and two was probably the ceiling. For for me, mm-hmm. given the way that they had played, and even that, I was a little reluctant to be like, "Why six and two? Like, yeah, I mean, like they haven't the way, done it without Steph." And 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 look, we didn't know that the home thing was still a thing because we hadn't seen them play well at home without Steph. Mm-hmm. Like that was the part. And now, okay, now we can say, "All right, they can cobble it together and fight and scrap and claw and 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 win." Mm-hmm. But so that's that's good. We know the home magic is is still a thing, but at the same time. You know, I, I'm still reluctant to say because they're three and zero that 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 hey seven and one eight and is on the table at this point. Like, not off the table, but it's one game at a time, and they got to keep. They're going to have to play well and play extremely hard to keep it moving. And and I'm also interested. Uh, you know, Coach Kerr said this in the past: the fact that six eight games at home can can start to be a little long mm-hmm. and like you know you almost like there's a little bit of complacency that can build up from being cabin fever a little bit yeah exactly he likes i think four or five games home four or five games a row like, i think that's how he kind of prefers the schedule work and so it's it's interesting because let's say the warriors do 
you know, end up five, uh, four and one, you know, going into those final three games, you can't have a let up. Because, and that's, that's what I keep coming back to as far as this homestand. To me, it's more about what the night of January 10th, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Because three and oh, we still might be talking about five and three. And if we're talking about five and three off of three and oh, it's not going to feel great. Right. You know, especially if Wiggins is going to come back potentially for the final three or the final four four games of that, and then maybe hopefully Steph shortly after that. Um, but uh, you know, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. And I think this is a, a point in the Warrior season where if they do keep pushing, if they are able to keep scratching out wins, we're going to look back on it at the end and be like, "All right, this is when we maybe knew that they had a little bit of action." Yeah, and. So Damian Lillard will be the biggest star that they play on on this homestand, besides, obviously, John Morant. So that's another reason that it would just feel good to get this W. Based on the conversation that we had with Steve Kerr, though, I, I think that these guys are head, head down, bringing their lunch pail in. You know, uh, and just taking care of business. I don't think anybody feels great. I mean, you feel good about getting the wins, but they know that there's work to be done. Yeah, so far, I, so I don't good. Think, yeah, and it's I don't not think... going to be pretty. That's right. the big thing. It's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Like Charlotte, oh, he might lose five minutes to go. Okay, well, you didn't. That's great. Tip of the cap. You know, Utah, they were they were down the whole night against Utah. Like to be, I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I thought. Pretty much the whole game, they weren't going to win that game, mm. and then they come back in the fourth. Like just, just watch it. It looked like that Draymond three was huge. That Draymond three, man. I don't know, but I don't know how you viewed it, but I look, I being there watching the game, like I just thought, yeah, you know what? It's second of a back to back. Utah's a little desperate tonight because they just lost to San Antonio. Like Utah's the better, better team on paper. Mm-hmm. Like they're just the more talented team with with Clay out and Wiggins out and Steph out. It's like, yeah, Utah's just more talented. And yeah. you know, this version of Utah versus this version of the Warriors, and the Warriors were able to to claw their way to to it doesn't mean you can't win if you're not as talented. I mean well, that's less how the talented have teams, lost the games. Yeah, least talented, <laughs> less talented teams win all the time. And so yeah. the Warriors being able to do that was a it was big time. Yeah. You know, just to switch gears a little bit here, sure. JD. You told me I gotta, you know, get fire it out. off these tapes. Get it out. We got about seven minutes. Get it out. So on the text line a little bit, the Xfinity Mobile text line, and also just you know, social media. There's been some talks about the Warriors going after someone, and his name is Kyle Kuzma. Have you heard about that? What are your thoughts on it? Because his name's popped up. Not nothing tangible has popped up, but there's no can, way the Wizards are giving up Kyle Kuzma without Kaminga. So I think yeah. that that's where that conversation stops. I'd consider that. You consider it? Yeah. Again, just first first take without yeah. really evaluating. Money. I, you know me. I'm I'm I want to do my due diligence on everything, but my initial. But I'll also give you my initial. Yeah, yeah. I would look into that. Or now, and that's the second one today. I would look into. I think Kuzma's. I think Kuzma's a good player. I think he'd fit great with the Warriors, and you know what you're getting from him every night. And like I, I like Kuzma. I'll do you, I'll, but I'll. I'll He's say not a this, terrible though. defender. I'll say like, this though: Could you have Kuzma in Patrick Baldwin Jr.? Maybe, but not this year. Not this year. But that's the that's the question. I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I've seen more out of Patrick Baldwin Jr. at at an early age or an early time in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like of all of the guys, of all of the young players that the Warriors have had, from Jordan Poole, like even go back to Jordan Poole when Jordan Poole came up, right, 2019, from Jordan Poole to Wiseman to Kaminga to Moody to Roll, you know, if you want to throw Rollins and, and Baldwin in there as as the pick, the most recent picks of of all of those players, Baldwin looks the most competent, the most quickly. Like I'm not saying he's ready to play. 20 minutes a night or even 10 minutes a night but Baldwin just comfortable shooting it and like and I'm not saying he's the best of all of them or anything but he he just for being for playing as little as he has in the NBA to this point he looks better than any of them have looked playing that little amount of time if that makes sense right and he's a guy you know we all did the background like Jordan Poole didn't look that comfortable his first Two or three games in the NBA. No, and neither did Wiseman, and neither and did Kaminga. Was getting to huck it up. 
he was getting to chuck it up whenever because guys were out. Right. You know, so I don't know if that actually ended up hurting him or not. But for, for Patrick Baldwin Jr. to come in and really just not not blink an eye and, and feel okay. Because is this the first time, J.D.? I was trying to remember. Legi- I mean, legitimate playing time for Patrick Baldwin Jr. was last night, the first night he got non-garbage minutes. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, and he... He did not miss beat. He got in there. He was ready to go. No, he was. And and the other part of that story, too, was the fact that he practiced yesterday mm-hmm. with Santa Cruz. Right. Like, he he practiced, and it was like, okay, we're going to shuffle you down. You know, Wiggins is not coming back. Let's You're, you're going to need to, you know, maybe not play, but but you got to be ready to play. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, I don't think he was in the plans to play last night, but Kaminga gets in foul trouble, and he's the next, I mean, he's literally the next man up in that mm-hmm. situation. So you don't have a choice to play him or not play him if you're Steve Kerr. And Anthony Lamb didn't have a great first half last night either. Right. But you needed him to be out on the floor as well. So, I, yeah, it was – that was – that was fantastic. I mean, he is very comfortable shooting the rock, which, and he's long. You know, yeah. he wasn't, if, I mean, frankly, if he can be just decent defensively, not crush you. You could have some action. He might be able to play a little bit, yeah. like already. You know, and I don't know, is he is he is he too thin? You know, I don't know. I don't we'll think see. so. Yeah, well, it, not Chet Holmgren. NBA thin, though, you know. But he's still not Chet Holmgren. Right. Well, no, he's not Chet Holmgren. I mean, there's very few Chet Holmgren. <laughs> uh, he doesn't look. He doesn't seem thin to me. No, just. I mean, just a little. You know, I yeah. don't know. Just like like he could get. He could. He could have some. You know, he could have guys like even Kaminga just putting it putting it into him. Yeah. Yeah, and Kaminga's a guy. I mean, Kaminga's who, probably the opposite end of that, though. Yeah, Kaminga's probably the wrong. Kaminga's yeah. probably the wrong. Kaminga's an ex, one extreme. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot. If Kaminga's doing that to, the other Kaminga's doing that to grown vets right. in the league right uh, now. Yeah, you know, that's you're, you're right about that. That's, you know, so by the way, unfair. Kyle Kuzma is under contract through the 2024 season. Well, so the 2023-2024 so season. Got this year and one more. This year and one more. At how much? 13 mil a year. Okay. Think about it. I like Kyle Kuzma. He is 27 years old. Yep. He's kind of young prime. He's like a DiVincenzo. He's kind of in between between DiVincenzo and Wiggins, maybe. Because Wiggins had a lot of experience from coming in younger than Kuzma did. He's already, already helped a championship team. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to. I mean, look, calls are going to be made. Calls are going to be made. Well, but those are, those are good. I mean, again, I don't know how much validity any of them. But but those are the. I feel like those are the kinds of players, Kuzma and Caruso mm-hmm. specifically. Those are the kinds of players where I think the Warriors would at least listen. Yeah, like because it's not a thirty year old dude or a thirty two year old. They're not dude. listening for Miles Turner. It's not it's a complete over. rental. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're. I don't think they're really listening on bigs unless and maybe and Miles Turner is a as a rental. I would say no. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I was going to contradict myself a little bit, but I think if there is, I've said wing as far as you know, what do the Warriors need? What would they be looking at? I've said a wing player. I feel like it may be a big that can shoot it, like you know, kind of think think Otto Porter ish, mm-hmm. I guess. And again, those players are not just everywhere to where you can you know, you're guaranteed to get them, but. Uh, I, I think if there was a big that could shoot the three a little bit, like a stretch, somebody that could be like a small ball five, almost like what they thought Jermichael Green could be. The Bobby Portis. In a way. Well, yeah, but you're not getting You're him. not getting him. Not I, getting keep, him. I, say, I say that probably every time I'm on the air. No, Bobby Portis. I like Bobby Portis. I do too, a lot. Yeah. If, you, if there's a version out there for the Warriors, or do you just ride with what you got? 925 says no Warriors trades on the Xfinity Mobile text line. If adding a player was all it took, other NBA teams would be winning championships. To take a full season to learn how to play Warrior Ball, no trades. Wave Jermichael Green and sign Jerome and Lamb. That's from Dublin, Marge. All right, good stuff there. For uh, we got about ninety seconds, Alan. So again, last shot for twenty twenty two. What do you got in the tank? What, do you, what is there anything anything left that we did not cover today that you have to get, or just anything you need to get off your chest? Period. You know the only you know yeah sure if you're gonna open anything it up you to want, me, man. Yeah. You got we got a minute to go. This is I, I I'm I'm gonna be here tomorrow, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm not. 
stressing about it. I'm going to be on the air Saturday too. There you go. There you go. Well, I'll be back. I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll be back on Monday. Yeah. I'm doing Whitey and myself doing doing the morning roast. But no, just wanted to thank everybody that I've worked with. You know, it's been a year now. My first show was Christmas Eve 2021. So it's only been a year. It's only been a year. Wow. It's only been a year. So it's been a good time. Uh, I love my Xfinity, my beloved Xfinity mobile text line, even when it doesn't love me back to all the callers, to the YouTubers that are always shouting me out. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, JD, for everything that you do. Thank you to my guy, Sterling, Grandy, everybody that I've worked with. So yeah, that's all I got. I'll go, I'll go a little uh, soft on you right. to end it for the year. Good stuff. And you're on, uh, you're on post game. So I'm gonna be Sunday, right? I'm gonna be out. Uh, Kyle and I am. uh, We're both out. Sterling, Sterling and Evan, I believe, are gonna be the ones doing it. Sterling and Evan. Nice. Then I'll be back on Monday morning, six a.m. with Whitey. All right, good stuff there. Uh, Thanks to you, man. Been great all week. Uh, When you've been in, I'll be back tomorrow with Larry Kruger. Thanks to Grandy. Thanks to Sterling. Uh, We'll talk to you then. What's coming up on ninety-five-seven? The game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, and that is the Warriors Roundtable with Kevin Dana and Gary Saint Jean. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.